the most common question I got, it was about this incident that happened while you were in the Sierras that you very briefly mentioned and kind of said you didn't really want to tell the story. What is the deal with this? Yeah, it doesn't involve just me. There's a lot of nuance to the story. And I think that is what's most difficult is that it's sensitive in a way where it was, yeah, pretty, pretty um, traumatizing experience. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd like you would not believe. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. And folks, we're going to have a great episode. Um, or maybe we won't because I'm kind of sick. And while that affects my voice and my nose... I, it also affects my brain, apparently, because I feel like my brain has been running at half speed lately. So so go easy on me. Go easy on me this week. But um, I am so excited. And, and one of the just the the best things about doing this content thing, doing this podcast, and honestly, one of the greatest privileges of doing all this is the people that I get to talk to and the people that I get to meet. And that certainly holds true this week. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. Before we get into it, just real quick, you know what I'm going to say, right? I have a podcast. It's the U.S. passed a law a few years ago that if you have a podcast, you're legally obligated to ask for a five-star review in the introduction. So please go do that. And thank you so much to everyone who's been leaving them recently. I've been reading them all, and I really appreciate them. And if you're watching on YouTube, also legally obligated to ask you to smash the subscribe button. And uh, let's see if we can get this Trail Tales YouTube channel to 10,000 subscribers with that said, let's get into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up her name. Elena Osborne. How did I do? Oh, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Not Alina, not Elena. Um Elena. Um Tip Tap is your trail name. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for like giving up your your time and for doing the recording stuff on your end. That's not easy for folks watching at home. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm just so excited and so grateful. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, for those who are watching on YouTube, it's a really awkward thing because I've got a camera recording and I'm meant to look at the camera while I'm speaking to Kyle. So I'm looking at a lens while talking to somebody, but we'll see how we go. But no, it's good. It's good. It'll be good. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, I feel like I maybe take this for granted because I'm so used to it now. Like, Again, for everybody watching and listening, I am looking at the camera right now. I can I cannot see Elena. Um, God, did I say it right? No, you nailed it. You got it. I'm so worried that no, I'm going to say your name. You can wrong. call me L for short. L. If that helps. I should probably just do that mm. or just or or tip tap. But um, anyways, yeah. The the recording's funky because we try to get the best quality for everybody, and so I'm looking at the camera, but I can't see her. <laughs> but anyways, um, this is going to be fun. So I think to start. We're just gonna we're just gonna do the classic podcast thing. Um, why don't you give an introduction to yourself? Talk about who you are, what you've hiked, and all that. I'm sure a lot of people listening know, but I'm sure there's some that don't. So, um, who is L? Who is L? Oh, man, I forgot that this is what podcasts are. Um, That's right. Yeah, Has it been a while yeah, since you've done one? I feel like yes, uh, yes. So, who am I? Uh, I'm Elena Osborne. I grew up in Aotearoa, New Zealand, uh, to a Japanese mother, Kiwi dad, four siblings. Um, so yes, very used to, um, really fighting for my food. Um, I have hiked. So in 2019, I hiked the Pacific Coast Trail, my first, first ever through hike, first foray into that whole world. Um, then the world shut down, of course. And I had no choice but to hike Te Araroa, which you can say with me, Kyle. <laughs> Te Araroa. Oh boy. <laughs> See, we were talking about this beforehand. We, I, or I shouldn't say we call it over here, speaking for the US. I should speak for myself. I always called it a Te Aurora, but <laughs> say it again. Te Araroa. Say it again, slow. <laughs> So the ro Te I can't Yeah, the roll, rolling of the I R's takes the R's. a long time. Like I had to practice when I started hiking it. Um, but yeah, I hiked the TA 2020 slash 21. And then, yeah, most recently I just, 
I say just, it was this about this time a year ago where I was about to start um, hiking the Hey Duke, which is, yeah, the 800 mile route in Utah. Definitely not a trail. Yeah, I don't know much about it other than what I saw from your Q&A video you did about it. Um, and I mean, I've heard about it before. We're, we're going to get into that because I am very curious about this. And honestly, I'll save it. Um, but I do want to just go back to some of the history just a little bit. Again, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but um, I am curious how you learned about the PCT and even more so why. Why did you do it? Why did you take that that leap? Why did you take that risk? Especially if it was your first one. Um, yeah. Mm. Can you just kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah. It's kind of crazy because I feel like, you know how the more you tell the story, the more you kind of forget if that was the real origin or not. It's kind of like, wait, I'm, I'm, was I'm, that? I'm questioning every story I've ever told in this podcast yeah, at this point. Like, yeah. I was actually just uh, planning a video for my main channel coming up where I talk about some of my more dangerous moments on trail. And I was writing this one story and it involved an ex-girlfriend. Like she was with me in this story and I was writing it and I was like, did this even happen? Like, is she going to watch this video and be like, this idiot is just making shit up? Like... <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, I, drama, I know what you mean. Editing, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. So I, I mean, it was the classic tale of reading wild maybe when I was like 16, but it wasn't when I read it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go hike that trail. It was like, wow, that trail exists. You know, I learned of the existence of a trail like that and how you probably needed to be in a, it sounds really bad, but I was like, wow, she was in a really bad place in her life and that gave her meaning. So it was like, oh, I f feel like maybe you need to be in that place in your life to warrant doing something like that. And that was my feeling at the time. Um, and then maybe I did get to that place of needing something like that, but it wasn't, yeah, till 20, 2018, um, where I ended a relationship, just ended badly, um, just like a series of events where I was, I felt, I think I felt like I was just living a life that I hadn't really chosen and I'd kind of fallen into, uh, in terms of kind of like the work I was doing, it felt all the same. Um, my mom had been recently diagnosed with cancer. So I guess there was a sense of like feeling a lack of control over everything. And so I think it kind of culminated in me realizing, okay, maybe it's that time to go do the thing that sounded really cool and really impossible. Uh, and then I don't even know, maybe an algorithm kind of like fed it to me on Instagram, but actually I remember being like, okay, ha have people done this trail since this book? And then I, you know, typed it into YouTube, typed it into Instagram or whatever. And I was like, wow, there's a whole hiking world that exists. I had no idea. And that was end of 2018. Um, and then, yeah, I guess from there, it was just like, okay, this is enough. I've seen enough. I've seen these little clips of people doing it. I think I'm going to head out there. Yeah. And you did. And you didn't just hike it, but obviously you filmed it and um, you did so in a very unique way, I, I think. I mean, I think it's safe to say that pretty much anybody who's searched for Pacific Crest Trail videos on YouTube has seen your videos. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. Each episode, I believe, got well over 100,000 views. Um, it is the people, the uh, kind of condensed short film there. What was it, like 600, 700,000? Like, just we're talking huge numbers here. And for good reason. I mean, it's just fantastic. I remember when it came out at the time, I wasn't even, you know, I was still pretty early on in my YouTube journey back then. And um, I remember, and I wasn't even like super, I, I was interested in the PCT, but I hadn't actively made plans to hike it yet. Um, and regardless of that, like, captured my attention. Like, I mean, even to this day, like people still talk about those videos all the time. That's and crazy. So, That's, yeah. It's, it's isn't pretty, it crazy? It's and I know it's been so many years. It's been a long time now. So, I mean, 2019, you hiked. I think it was what early 2020 you started putting those videos out. Like it's been a long time, and like mm -hmm. it still made such a it still makes such a big impact on the uh, the PCT community. I will attribute a lot of that as well to COVID times because it, they all started coming out just before everything hit. So I think a lot of people were inside, and they were like, "Oh, I want to go do the things I can't do." And I think a lot of people 
went to my videos. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. And it, it is kind of wild to me because, yeah, I live, I currently live in New Zealand and very kind of, I guess, somewhat connected in an online way to seeing some of that world, but I don't, I'm not super in tune with everything that's happening. Um, and yeah, geographic location means I'm not super aware of <laughs> what's happening over there. Yeah. Have you been back to the PCT at all since 2019? So I went and did a little, like, okay, I touched it essentially. I think it was 2022, maybe like, oh, July. Um, I met up, um, oh my gosh, why Why is the name evading me? This is really bad. Uh, God, um, this is really bad. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Anyway. Another, is, was it someone you had met on trail? We're connected online. Um, okay. This is terrible. Um, sub this out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So essentially we went and did some trail magic. Um, oh, and nice. uh, Prodigy. Hiking Prodigy. I'm back. I'm oh, back. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. Lau. Yeah. Yeah. So I met up with him and we went and did some trail magic. And it was, it was super cool. It was super cool, especially because these two guys had sent me a video before they started the trail. And it was like, hey, we made this video. Um, we kind of mentioned you in it. Um, and of course, it's the easiest way to get attention, right? You flatter the person you're sending it to. Um, so I was like, but actually this storytelling was incredible and I was super intrigued. I often, I don't often watch hiking videos. Um, and you'll find it's probably the similar case with most people who are yeah. creating that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't really watch it, but they'd send it to me and I was immediately hooked in the first second, just the way they were telling their story. Uh, and they sent it to me, I guess in March, 2022. And then I was out on the trail, I don't know, May, something like that, let's say. And I was doing trail magic uh, with Tyler and out around the corner come the two guys from the video who sent it to me. And they just looked at me and I looked at them and I was like, wait, I know you guys. And they're like, (laughs) so it was a super cool, just kind of moment of, synchronicity uh or whatever um so yeah no i've only touched it since i would love to go back and hike a section or two i would love to go do a bit of washington um yeah i'd love to go back yeah no you 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 definitely uh you definitely should and you definitely will i'm sure um another question i i'm sure you've been asked a thousand times but i'm curious what your filmmaking background was before the pct and I have some kind of offshoot questions. This is stuff especially interesting to me mm-hmm. as you know, YouTube creator, a content creator, as as someone who definitely is not as uh, skilled as you, and and someone who would like to, at least, at least in when it comes to certain aspects, we'll say, and, and um, someone who would like to up their game as time goes on. So I have a lot of questions about this. But yeah, anyways, um, back to the original question I asked there, just like filmmaking background yeah. before trail, like how much did you have there? But I'm just going to note that I'd also love to ask you about your trajectory because it's been incredible. I mean, your growth has been insane. Um, So, yeah, filmmaking background, I guess I don't have a traditional filmmaking background at all. I studied communications, very broad degree. Uh, It's a three-year degree. And in my final year, I was able to uh, do a major focus on video production within that year. Um, we were able to do kind of like a final year project and I directed a short form documentary and it kind of just reinstilled the sense of me always, me wanting to tell nonfiction stories, to tell real stories. Um, and then from there, I kind of just started jumping into video uh, work. So I worked for a startup education company and they wanted a video editor and I was like, I can do that. Then they wanted somebody to film and I was like, well, I can also do that. And then they were trying to expand their reach and film things in the US. And I was like, well, I can go to the US. So I went to the US for like a year and was creating their video content. I was like, you guys need a YouTube channel. So this is 2016. And I was like, you need to do day in the life of college students. Uh, like, cause they were trying to essentially get students into these kind of colleges, um, Ivy leagues from New Zealand, Australia. Um, and so 
I was like, you need to give insight and authority. So I went to these colleges. I went to a lot of these Ivy Leagues, which was fulfilling another pipe dream of mine to attend college in the US based on the okay. indoctrination I had growing up watching all these American movies where they're all on these <laughs> college campuses. Um, yeah. And so I just went around to a bunch of college campuses that year filming really interesting students doing really interesting things. And yeah, started there. YouTube channel helped it grow. It still exists. And then nice. I went and did the same thing. <laughs> I re- I just reflect on this recently. I was like, wow, I've started three YouTube channels. The second one was ra- really random. I was doing videos for the New Zealand police. Essentially, they gave me this very official title, like senior communications advisor. And I was like, <laughs> I can make videos. So I did the same thing where I was like, I can go film all the really cool jobs and make videos about that. And that did really well and never put myself on camera ever because I absolutely did not want to be on camera. Um, until yeah, PCT, which is kind of ironic now. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of ironic, but clearly you knew what you were doing. And, um, so the the first question that comes to mind for me when it comes to the the PCT videos and and I'm talking more the like the episodes not so much the um the short film. Mm. So I I'm curious so my understanding is the way that you did it just based on the timeline is you went out you hiked you filmed and then after you got back you put everything together, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Correct. And so when you were actually out there filming cuz this is something I've thought about and struggled with um, and I, I, I do not want to compare my hiking videos to yours because they're not in the same league. But um, this is something that I've struggled with when I've made um, my my videos, both on the PCT and on other hikes. It's like, how much thought were you putting into the way that the final product was going to look while you were actually out there filming? I'm curious if you had already thought of some of the narration that you were going to do, if you had an idea of how the story was going to flow for that episode, or if you were just in the moment, just pointing and shooting, filming, and then you put it all together afterwards, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about my PCT experience. I literally had no plans about, I had no plans to do a series. I had no plans to do a series. So I went out wow. with the intent of just filming a short film and I wanted to, and from what, like my brief looking at, the way people had documented their trips, I could see, okay, yeah, you're going to meet a lot of incredible people. So I made the effort to interview people um, after I'd built a bit of rapport with them. Um, I was used to just filming people, having done it for different YouTube channels. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to interview people. I mean, this is also part of my experience. And I knew for the YouTube platform, you need a character to follow. You need somebody. And that's what forced me to put myself in front of the camera because – yeah, it was kind of like not disassociating, but a sense of like, okay, I have to be the vessel that the story comes through that people can connect to. They need to see a face. I can't just have all these random faces. Um, and so that's what made me film myself. Um, but if you notice in the short film, there's hardly ever, if any, shots of me talking to the camera directly. I did I did notice that. Because I yep. didn't want it to be, it wasn't like vlog style, you know, it was kind of like I want it to be more of like this film and that was all I was going to make. Um, but it just so happened that I picked up this really fun little camera, the DJI Osmo Pocket, and I saw it came out just before I left for trail. And I was like, wow, this is my dream camera for a trip like this. Um, I'd never vlogged or filmed, yeah, talking to myself or to people on camera like that before. And so for me, that camera was just really fun. I just had a lot of fun with it. I was just filming moments as I went. And then after I made that short film and the reception was super, super good. um, And I could, and I knew, you know, I knew the potential of YouTube and what building an audience can do especially for somebody who's got a bigger dream um my dream always being to eventually direct uh my own kind of feature length documentary or work in that space uh was like okay well if I want to really build an audience um or you know be able to tell my story maybe I can actually and now that I've got this engaged audience maybe I can tell more of the story that I left out because there are so many moments of my own personal experience that I can then delve into yeah they were I mean again talking about the episodes 
they were they were so good like and so different than what most people do when it comes to the vlog thing what i did and and not that there's anything wrong with doing that of course but it was just like such a different perspective um on the trail and actually going back to something you talked about a few minutes ago i guess this is more kind of talking about the film itself it is the people um do you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert because it if, it seems like you're an extrovert. So I, I it's thought about this, like, because my whole life I was very, very shy. I, but I would put myself into situations where I had to be in front of people. So for school, yeah. I don't know if you've got this in the US, but we've got like head girl, head boy. Um, I know you've got like valedictorian, but it's not like that. It's kind of like you are the person who is the representative of all the students. So I went forward in my final year of high school and was like head girl. So every week I would give speeches to the school, but inside I was dying. I absolutely hated it, but I made myself do it because I was like, well, who else is, who else is going to do it? Um, And so I went for it and the students vote, the teachers vote, and then you have to, anyway, it's a whole process, but I did things like that, that, on the surface, maybe looks quite extroverted, um, but internally always feeling super shy. So sometimes I think I'm an introverted extrovert, but um, yeah, I'm not sure completely. I think my sister has said that I'm an extrovert, but yeah, I don't know. How yeah. about you? What are you? What are you? I'm definitely an introvert. Introvert. An introvert. Okay. I, I I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day, and they made fun of me because I said that opposite of what you just said. I said that I was a uh, extroverted introverts and they were like that's what everybody always says so I was like okay but um which is probably true to be fair but um the reason I asked you is because hearing you talk about the film a little bit a few minutes ago it got me thinking of, and and having watched it a few times most recently yesterday um and seeing you film these people and also I guess watching some of the episodes too and seeing you hiking in these uh big groups of people. I think at one point you said it was 11 strong or something like that. <laughs> um, that's something I've never experienced before. Like I, I found myself on trail. I do like to meet people and talk to people. Um, but hiking in a group of 11 people just is like a nightmare to me. That's, that's dramatic. It's not a nightmare, but just not ideal for me. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I'm curious how that experience was. And, um, I don't know. That just got me thinking about whether or not you're an introvert. I feel like you got to be, you got to at least have some pretty strong extroverted tendencies to to do that hike with a group of eleven. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as well. There's a bit of maybe misrepresentation on my part of what that hike looked like because okay. of, of the times we hiked together, there were maybe two, and I happened to get them on camera twice, so it looked like it happened a lot. Where the reality was, we'd we'd all camp together. And then we'd be like, all right, see you later. And then maybe see each other throughout the day and then camp together at night. I did really enjoy it. I will say when I first met that group, uh, I think it was Sierra City. So n- like the top end of North Northern California. Um, I was very overwhelmed by meeting them all because I was like, wow, this is a large group. Um, yeah. But it was also very exciting, a new way to like mark that era of that um bit of the hike um yeah yeah but also I just I was thinking about what you asked before about um the videos and like had I pre-planned the the series I will say no but I will say that the editing was very 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 meticulous and I even though because this like quality of the footage is kind of like okay I filmed 1080 it was um yeah I mean there's definitely better but in the writing and the piecing together, it was very going through every little thread, trying to weave it together. And I remember the just trying to create the feeling of it being super seamless, super easy and what you don't see. And as I'm sure you are very aware, I was like, editing takes a long time and writing yeah. an edit. And especially when you haven't actually thought out the story, it makes it kind of harder because you're like, okay, uh, so what actually happened here and how do I make this all kind of come together and how do I end it in a, in a note where people are like, Oh, what happens next? Um, yeah. so yeah, the back end, it probably made the back end a little harder, but, um, you know, so it goes with real life, right? So incredible. Like 
if I had to take a guess before we talked about this just now, like I would have guessed that you did have at least some idea of how each episode was going to look, or, or you're maybe even piecing it together in your head while you were filming it. Cause that's, that's kind of what I do. And I've talked to other people that do this YouTube thing and that's kind of what they do, but it really sounds like you were just mostly or entirely thinking about the, the film and not so much the, the, uh, the episodes. That's incredible. I think that's just a, I, I think that's just a testament to like how skilled of a filmmaker and a storyteller oh, you are. It, it's awesome. It. It's true. It's true. I mean, those videos are probably the most popular PCT series on YouTube right now uh, for a reason. And so it's awesome. Um, and actually speaking of storytelling and kind of the flow of things and um, you, you actually, slightly alluded to this a little bit when you were talking about how, well, the only time we actually hiked together, I just happened to get on film. Um, I'm curious how you balance, and this doesn't even have to be just for the PCT series. We can open this up to any, any film you've made. How do you balance or how do you strike the balance between telling a story, a compelling story an entertaining story that flows well and flows naturally with portraying things accurately as they as they actually happened because i know i've experienced this i've i've noticed just when i've been making videos before like oh if i kind of play this up a little bit or if i swap these these two things it will flow better as a story you know a beginning middle and end and it can be i feel like tempting for some people at least to you know kind of stray from the the accuracy of how things actually happened in order to craft a uh, entertaining story. So how do you kind of strike the balance between those two things? Mm, yeah. Um, I think that's super interesting. It's a good question. And to be clear, I'm not trying to say that your videos are like bullshit or anything <laughs> I'm just like, like cut it all totally, Creating <laughs> drama totally where there's no drama. Um, <laughs> well, that is kind yeah, of my I mean, specialty. Have you seen the thumbnails for this oh, show? Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're wonderful. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait to see how yours comes in. <laughs> yeah, I'll run it by you beforehand. I always do. No, please. Just, forever, just, just blast it. Sorry. <laughs> side tangent, but I've got people in the past saying like, "Kyle, your thumbnails are so disrespectful in regards to this show. And uh, just to be clear, I always send it to the person before <laughs> I upload it and make sure they're okay with it. Anyways, sorry. I just uh, want like you. bleeding tears and <laughs> laser eyes. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, okay. So, Yeah. The balance between the truth and the story that you're telling. I think you have full authority to chop and change sequences of events to get a fl like the flow of the story. Because I think first and foremost, um, I was asked this once where uh, it was the question was, would you rather give up hiking or filmmaking or storytelling? And that's a tough question, right? Um, yeah. And I think there are, when initially I was like, that's impossible. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, I'd, as long as I could tell a story, I think I would have more a, a sense of like fulfillment in my life. And maybe there are other outlets to hiking. Um, so I always kind of first and foremost, maybe see myself as a storyteller. Uh, and hiking just happens to be the context to which I'm yeah. telling in. It's the sandbox that I'm playing in. And I think you have full authority to chop and change sequences of events. Yeah, to get the flow. But I don't think you should change like the actual truth of what of what's occurred. Yeah. Um, yeah, just for the story. But I mean, the audience isn't going to know. And I think that's something it's easy to get caught up in when you're editing something that is real, where you're like, oh, this has to look exactly as it happened nobody yep. actually cares they just want to be in the experience and they want to feel what you felt versus like oh that's not exactly accurate i mean it's like the movies that are based on true events right based not based grounded <laughs> based in, on in truth, truth you know events. no I, I think that's a good way to i think that's a good way to put it and i've this is something that i've kind of had to uh let go of a little bit um I remember on the PCT, I had somebody editing my videos for me while mm. I was out there. And I remember at the very beginning, if he would even just put a B-roll clip out of order, like doesn't even have an impact on the story at all. Um, just like one shot that I knew happened a few hours like later than it was supposed to be in the video. 
even though it looks the same as everything else, you're just in the desert or whatever, like, um, that would bug me. And I, I had to, and that's an extreme example, but I had to learn to let go of that for sure. And I do agree. I think at the end of the day, like the, um, the arc of the story being compelling and kind of tapping into people's emotions is what's most important. As long as it's, you know, still rooted in the truth, you can't be like making shit up obviously, which, you know, mm. I'd like to think that most people aren't doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, at least in the, the hiking space. <laughs> yeah. And like at the end of the day, it's your experience and how you interpret your experience. Right. So you're just conveying yeah. that experience. I guess it might be a little bit different for your videos. Um, your mystery, yeah videos um where you can't really change those no no it's totally it's that that's, that's totally different yeah in those videos i'm like then, stressing over yeah no oh that would be so bad if i no like in those videos i'm stressing over every little mm. detail trying to make sure it's 100 percent right just because i really don't want to you know do wrong against the people that i'm talking about you know in some of these tragedies and stuff and so yeah yeah that's a whole nother discussion were you, okay um, I'll just oh, take no, no. over. Well, I was going to say, no, no. if you were good. also, um, were you always interested in kind of like those true, true crime kind of stories or like ways of telling stories, the way the information kind of unfolds? Um, I, I've always like consumed true crime mm. kind of mystery content. I would never, it was never like, um, my like number one thing or anything like, or even something. Uh, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely. I definitely consumed a lot of it. And then I think I just kind of stumbled into it and got lucky. To be honest, there was no master plan. I just tried it out and it worked and mm. people liked it. And I think I found that I just happened to have a knack for telling those kinds of stories. And also I wouldn't be able to do it without my editors too, who, who put it all together and kind of tie everything, tie the story together. So yeah, I'm very, very lucky that, that we can talk about this more. Yeah, uh, I'm so intrigued. You, or, or maybe, I mean, or like, maybe in Utah. Maybe in Utah. Oh, okay, you your YouTube in, in story. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of Off a lot of hard mic. work and a lot mm -hmm. of luck. Yeah. Not that I'm like, not that I don't want to talk about it um, publicly or anything, but um, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Go listen to my backpacker radio episode too, if anybody listening is is curious about more of like how the mystery stuff came to be mm. on my channel because i talk about it quite a bit on there and it was a really cool episode um anyways that's getting a little controversial not really but the reason i say that is because i want to segue into this next question for you okay <laughs> which is maybe also probably not controversial but um back in november we were going to do this episode and it ended up not happening we ended up pushing it back a while but um at the time, I put a call out on Instagram asking for people to, you know, submit questions. And um, I got the, the most common question I got was something that I wasn't even aware of. It was about this unknown, I don't even know what to call it, incident thing that happened while you were in the Sierras that you very briefly mentioned in episode six, I believe, of your PCT series and kind of said you didn't really want to tell the story. And I had a, a number of people, I'm making it sound like everybody, it's not everybody, <laughs> just a couple people. A that, couple people, yeah. A couple people asked about this. So many. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And so I went and I rewatched that episode because it had been a while. And I was expecting you to like kind of really like blow this thing out of proportion, <laughs> but then not actually tell the story. But that's not what you did. Like I said, you just briefly mentioned it. And so I was kind of, and, and I'm not trying to, um, rip on anybody who asked this question. I do really appreciate it, but um, I don't know. How much can you tell us about this? Can you tell us the full story or, or what mm. is what is what is the deal with this? We'll just say there and however uh, much or little you want to say is is up to you because I don't really know what this is about and I'm not, the trying, ghost to, that I'm not haunts trying to pry me. too much. But, <laughs> yeah. You're going to pry. Uh, yeah, it's the ghost that haunts me. Um, the, and it's like also the omission of information, right? Where people are like, ooh, what, what is that? Uh, yeah, that makes it seem, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was to tell the full story, it would take minimum one hour because it needs a lot of context. It needs... There's a lot of nuance to the story. It also doesn't involve just me. And I think that is what's most difficult is that it's sensitive in a way where, yeah, it doesn't involve just me. And uh, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty um, 
traumatizing experience. Really? Um, and I think if I, I think the best way for me to ever tell that story would be written because I feel like you can lean more into the sensitivity of it and the nuance of it. Uh, Wait, sorry, sorry. It, the best way to tell it would be what? I missed Written. That. Oh, written, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And words because I feel like, you know, with voice, you kind of naturally, if I were to tell close friends, I'm going to kind of dramatize it maybe. Um, not dramatize it, but like the voice and the hand gestures will be, will make it feel very extreme. And I think, yeah, again, because it involves other people. Um, yeah, you'll catch it in a chapter in a book that I write in some years time. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I just, I wanted to get that in there because like I said, people were asking about it. It was asked by a and, total um, of three people. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that many, but um, we did get some other good questions on Instagram as well. And I think we'll kind of go through some of these uh, real quick. Um <laughs> I'm sure this is one you've <laughs> never gotten before. Okay, okay. Uh, it is a good question, though. Okay. Alpine Dream Chaser said, and I'm I'm kind of curious about this, to be honest. I'm kind of curious about all these. That's why okay. I'm picking them great, out great, of the, all the questions. Yeah, of course. Um, Alpine Dream Chaser said, if she was to do a through hike again, which one would she pick? Oh, it's funny, because when I was hiking the Hey Duke, we were all like, we're never doing this again. We're never doing this again. One of the girls who hiked it, she had already hiked it once before. And I was like, this is crazy. This is just who would ever in their right mind do it again? I think I actually, but now I look back and I'm like, I kind of maybe would, but in saying that PCT is also is always going to be number one. If I were to hike another trail again, TA, I don't think I would do ever again. Um, If I were to do it, maybe I'd be in my 60s um, and go northbound, just re-experience the trail. Uh, although I would say it'd be interesting to re-hike that now because I did it when the borders were closed, so it was just mainly Kiwis. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's a lot of international people, which is more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, PCD, always, right? Yeah. You know, right? it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, when I read and asked this question – I actually interpreted it a little bit differently. So the oh wait, what the was the question? The, no, no. So what I I think I think that you did actually. I think I was getting it wrong, maybe, oh. or it really, it really could go either way. The, so the exact question was, "quote If she was to do a through hike again, which one would she pick?" So that makes it sound like redo a through hike you've already done. But I I was actually interpreting it as like if you were to through hike again, like which trail would you next kind oh. of kind of thing. Okay, I have an answer for that too. If I were to hike one in the US, um, Colorado Trail is interesting, but I think if I were to hike, um, honestly, the next one I want to do is in Japan. Um, it's called the Michinoku Trail. It's a coastal trail. Um, I didn't know Japan had a through hike. Yeah, it's kind of recent, kind of new. I Cool. It's, I think it's a lot of road. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's, it would not be a traditional wilderness trail. I'm very aware of that, but I think what really draws me to trails is the cultural experience. And that's why I loved the PCT. It was, I mean, to me, a very cultural experience, um, that the old American diner (laughs) experience. Um, and Teodoro gave me this kind of new renewed perspective of New Zealand, of Aotearoa. Um, and yeah, I mean, Hey Duke, US. So the same for the Michinoku, I think it would be an incredible cultural experience. There's another one also in Korea I'd love to do, but first, Japan. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I didn't know that Japan, I didn't know that Japan had a footpath and that's so cool. I I feel like, like you said there, it's a relatively recent thing. I feel like I vaguely am hearing like about a lot of new footpaths in various places outside of the u.s which is like i know there's the one the one in france i, th- I think it's france the hexa hexa trick like yeah i've 3, heard about a little time. bit yeah like it's cool to see these um these trails these new ones popping up and, and obviously there are trails like, I outside the u.s what? i know i know i get requested a lot on this show to talk about um foreign you know well for my perspective anyways foreign trails mm-hmm. and the thing is like i I don't have any experience on them and I don't know that many people that have done them to be honest. And so it's, uh, 
I, I, I don't know. Um, but something we will definitely talk about um, in the future. And actually, speaking of this, I guess, while we're on the topic, another question from Instagram. This one is from Oz3ran. Uh, what are, again, I'm sure you've been asked about this, but I am so curious about this because I do not know much about the TA, we're going to call it mm -hmm. from my perspective. Um, what are the main differences between the PCT and the TA? Mm. I'm really curious about this because you hear a lot of hype about the TA, but yeah. I don't know much about it. Yeah, it's, I feel like, I mean, there are trails where they say choose your own adventure. I feel like TA definitely, you should come into it with that mentality because I do feel like a lot of people maybe who have only hiked US trails where it's, you know, complete wilderness, maybe get a little bit disappointed by just how rugged it is and how much it, uh, the terrain changes. You'll be walking along state highways, you'll be walking through farmland, private property, um, and then it's not to the South Island when you really get to the mountains. Um, so it really, I think, yeah, one of the biggest differences is that I feel like the North Island specifically is more to go into it with the mindset that it's a kind of like cultural cultural pilgrimage almost. Um, you do get to hike past Mount Doom, Mount Narahoe. Uh, you do pedal down a river. That was one of my favorite sections of oh, wow. TA full stop uh, for five days. You're just pedaling down a river and you can carry however heavy a food you want uh, because you're storing them in barrels. Uh, side note, you do need to carry those barrels up hills. So if you take a lot of beer, just be aware. <laughs> Drink it at the bottom and then yeah, charge yeah, up that shit exactly. afterwards. Sure, that'd be much easier. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a huge difference, right? And it's people still learning about TA in New Zealand. It's not got the history of um, the established trail angels, uh, and just kiwi kiwiness, kiwi culture. A lot of pies, a lot of pies. Nothing wrong with that. Meat how, pies, how, by the way. <laughs> oh, meat meat pies. It's like number one food here. Um, what is it? I've never even it's heard a, of this. It's a pie with meat <laughs> inside. Like a, I've heard of shepherd's pie. Uh in a way, it's like a yeah crust, and then um, I've never meat. actually had it. I mean, but. you'll have to come down to New Zealand at some point. I would love to. TA. I would love to. Clearly, I've not very well traveled, <laughs> and so I, I would absolutely love to. You're I, halfway here, right? You're in Hawaii. Yeah, right now, right now I am. Um, no, I would, I would definitely love to. I know my girlfriend's like interested in, in visiting New Zealand as well. There we go. Um, how does the resupply on the TA work? Because that's one thing that kind of intimidates me when it comes to hiking trails outside of the U.S. Mm. Especially, I guess the TA is fairly well established, but how does it work? Like, I'm sure it's, it's going to vary obviously like any trail, but so just generally speaking, like, are you actually like hitching into town or, or does it go through enough towns that you can kind of do it that way? North Island is you do not need a single box. Nice. Uh, you can usually you're just walking through towns. You could hitch a couple times, but mainly you're just walking through towns and then South Island, there are maybe two or three boxes you should send yourself. Um, otherwise you can also just hitch. But the hitches are like two to three hours. So oh, wow. it depends on what you want. If you want to do little cheeky side trips, then you can do that. Uh, otherwise, two to three boxes is pretty, yeah, covers it um, pretty easy. And is it similar to the PCT as far as like distance between resupplies? Are you usually go on like four or five days between? Um, and again, it's going to vary, I know. Yeah, but. North Island is, I would say, max. If you even have a five-day carry, I don't remember. Maybe maybe for the Tararua Ranges down in the bottom, which is like just before Wellington, right where Heaps is, um, and who I know you've met. Um, yeah, yeah. And so uh, then the Richmond Ranges, mm, people do it in like between five. Five would be very, very quick. I would say six to nine days. Um, and then the next stretch after that is maybe similar six to nine days. And then wow, nine days, that's a lot. I, but I mean, you could do it a lot quicker. I think for me, yeah, I did the rich, gonna... the Richmond's I did in six and then 
The next stretch, Blue Lakes, I added on a really cool side trip to a beautiful lake called Lake Angeles. And maybe that was six to seven days as well. Um, So max was like a week, I would say. I gotcha. And then what about camping? Because I'm pretty sure you're doing some wild camping on on this trail, but especially the North Island, maybe it's... Okay. Can you talk... A lot of it is, yeah, protected land. You're either having to... Camp on somebody's yard. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, camp in somebody's farm, or you are booking campsites, and so it's okay. not. It doesn't have that same experience as PCT, where you can just camp anywhere. The land is a lot more protected, um, and because it's not this, you know, specific wilderness trail, it's going through already established places. Um, but the hut system is super cool, super, super sweet in the South Island. Uh, yeah. Huts are epic. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've heard and I've seen, I watched your video, your most recent video with Craig, which I'm not sure if that was on the TA, but, um, Mm. I'm assuming that was, did we loop in any of the TA? No, we didn't loop any of the TA, but I mean the huts are, yeah, similar. Yeah. That'd be that's the whole, and I know other places outside of the U S have that too, like in Europe and stuff. Um, the, these huts, which I, I don't know much about them, but they are very, oh my gosh, those huts are so bougie. They really? feed you like three course meals and yeah, it's a little bit different in the New Zealand hut, but it is still, okay. it's still pretty nice. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to check it out for sure. Um, can we talk about this Hayduke thing a little bit more? Like I, Lord, hey I don't, I don't know much about it. Like I said earlier, I watch your Q and A. It's not even a trail, huh? It's more yeah. like a route, mystery trail. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy to me that it's been almost a year since we started it. It feels like still feels very fresh, uh, and we're in this whole process because that was a uh, that was a kind of like funded hikes. It was backed by a couple gear companies. Um, and it was a really cool, different way to hike, um, with the priority probably on the filmmaking aspect of it. I mean, also so, the experience and making sure we had fun because that's like, of course, number one. Uh, but it was what, backed. What was the film that you guys were making? So it's a, it's, we still don't know if it's going to be a series or a film, um, probably a series with the amount of footage that we got, okay. uh, but I mean, you don't know what you're making, right? When it's real life, you're kind of like, well, we're going to film this experience. We don't know how it's going to turn out. Somebody yeah. might die. No, nobody died. Um, spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we have a lot of footage. We have a lot of footage that we're cooking with. It's um, yeah, very stop start at the moment. But anyway, the trail ex- itself was insane. It, it was unlike anything I've experienced just you said it's in Utah correct yeah Utah and it crosses over into Arizona so you dip into the Grand Canyon um and the then you end in Zion so you start in Moab go through Arches yeah head west dip down head north yeah um wow (laughs) it's pretty pretty wild and I had not had I mean, I actually visited some of these places some years ago when I first went to the U.S., but just surface level, like did not go right down to the Colorado River, did not go right down deep into the canyons like that. And it was, yeah, you are you're given a lot of perspective being down in a canyon that long. And I started to feel a sense of, you know how there's a the um, phrase like cabin fever? I feel like it's the mm-hmm. same with canyons and being down there for a long oh, time is pretty. I've never hiked in that kind of environment or even been in that kind of environment at all before. Yeah. So. Have you been to Utah? No, okay. I've never been to Utah. I, yeah. I will be going, actually, I will be going very shortly. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Utah, no. Yeah, cool. I went to northern Arizona when I was a kid, but that was before the hiking and stuff. So mm. that was just kind of driving, you know, from Vegas down to Phoenix pretty much. Yeah. Very, very different terrain. Um, a lot of moments where I questioned whether I would make it out the other side. Uh, and yeah, I still have a lot of scars on my legs and <laughs> my soul. <laughs> one one thing I remember from your Q&A video was 
at one point you said you had to carry like an ungodly amount of water. I think it was like eight liters or something at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That is insane. How many miles between water sources uh, was there for eight liters? That's crazy. The, that was for the longest one, which was 40 miles. Wow. And that's, the thing is, nice. it's not like a PCT 40 miles where you're like, oh, I can do that in like a day. It's like a Heyduke 40 miles is like, it can take like three days. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the terrain, because imagine if you're climbing out of a canyon or you're just trying to navigate as well as because it isn't super well marked. Uh, yeah, you can get lost and you've got to account for that. Uh, so is it is it an established marked route or is a, it just like a, a point route. A to point B? There's a route and there's like an, an old app that was deleted okay. once upon a time that somehow you need to find access to. And then there's also like a route on the, the other apps too. But um, yeah, the and you can't really rely on the water information as well. Um, unless you're kind of in touch with people who are in front of you and usually there aren't many people hiking the Hachuk. Um, yeah, yeah. But luckily I was messaging with Mac from Halfway Anywhere and he, um, oh, he I was, was ahead say, of I, us. I just Googled the trail and Did he, his article came okay, up. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was ahead of us for, by a couple of weeks. We never caught him, uh, even though he took like two weeks off. We were just very slow. Wow. I'll have to read this article. Um, but he had sure great intel, great beta for um, water sources. Yeah, I, I guess. Was that planned or is that just kind of luck? Because With having somebody difference. in front? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, even though we had the beta, we, we still were like, well, we don't know if it's actually going to be there. So yeah. you're always very wary of water. But I got, yeah, very used to having like 20 mils of water for eight miles in desert heat so uh yeah trained trained my dehydration skills out there oh man i see this is one of those trails that like i don't know if i could ever <laughs> i don't know if i could do it uh, or that if, if i'd even want to i'm not gonna lie yeah i don't think Which, i would attempt it alone is is the thing i took out of it yeah definitely did you guys ever show up to what was supposed to be a water source and just be like Bone dry, totally, totally skunked. Yes, yes. And the uh, hack to that was Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers, just sucking on them and it keeping your mouth and your mind occupied. Um, and sometimes you'd get to water and you'd be like, oh, this is very salty. Um, and still kind of drink it and just, yeah, you know, even you really Mio or Crystal Light cannot hide the salt in that. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we're getting towards the end here. And so I I always feel so weird. So when I first started this show, I said this a few episodes ago, but when I first started the show, back when I didn't have any clue what I was doing, I, I was like, oh, it's called Trail Tales. So like save a story for the end of the episode. So that was like my thing. But I always feel so silly now when I ask people for their end of episode story, because the entire episode is <laughs> largely stories. So it's like, I don't know, but um, I've, I've said it way too many times now to go back on it and people expect it. And so, yeah, now that we're kind of getting towards the end here, um, and this is another thing, I just feel weird. I'm just like, what do you have for us? <laughs> Entertain me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pass the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stories, but okay. So I said, I, you did tell me about this before and I'm semi cheating with my, I'm just going to read a journal entry from. Sure. Um, no, that's cool. This, this is going to be a first for the show. Okay, so great. I'm there uh, for it. Yeah. So this is from, I'm going to combine two days here. It's not super long. We'll see. <laughs> so if I take too long, you just cut me. I'll be like, okay, your time's out. No, um, no, let's do it. This is from the 5th of June, 2023. Okay. So this is on the Hey Duke. On the Hey Duke, deep down in the depths of the canyon. Oh, uh, in, I think this was our second week, second stretch of the Grand Canyon. So we're nearing okay. the end. We are just done. We're done with trail. Okay. <sighs> if killing options for a sport would be Olympic gold medalists, first to Pete's, then retrieving my lost toiletry bag, then crazy jug. 
It's day six of the stretch and we've made the call. We're going to have to stretch five more days, not four. 90% of our conversations are route. Route, logistics, crazy jug. It seems logical until it doesn't. Until we're doing full-scale bouldering with packs on. Crazy jug. A fitting name for an impossible task. There's a feeling down here. It's hard to place. There's a feeling down here that if you linger too long, you'll be in the canyon forever. Day seven of a stretch meant to last eight. Now, probably 12. When it's the third day in a row where there are five days left, you know something's off. The peanut butter supply dwindles. The number of miles left does not. It's become about survival. Getting out of here safely. Getting out of here safely, there are three challenges. Up climbing the water pools, the destruction of the Karen that led us astray, and the bushwhacking. It's mission retreat, it's mission survival. We've killed all the options. We're hiking the hardest four miles of the Heyduke twice. <sighs> I just want to get out. Wow. There's an insight to my mental space right there. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Like <laughs> that's so incredible. I feel like we just got our own like custom like Elena Osborne. <laughs> like narration there yeah first like voiceover first, first head hair heard that's that's awesome that's that's <laughs> definitely quite unique for the show so oh great thank you great for that. yes no um, thank you for uh, for doing that yeah no no worries um it is it's a crazy time and if you read in the guidebook that stretch of trail literally says these are the hardest four miles with a hey duke i'm glad we only had to do it once and then <laughs> yeah we backtracked it so Oof. Great times. But the good thing is we also have all the uh, video coverage of that whole experience and um, demise into yeah. madness. So, Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see it. I hope. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> whenever, whenever it comes out, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm sure uh, a lot of people. And, and it won't be on your channel is my understanding, correct? Uh, at this stage, no. No. Okay. Um well, wherever it, where, actually, can I ask where do you know? That's a great question because be? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. The biggest thing is just, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting going from a YouTube world to like this kind of more semi mainstream space in traditional media um, and balancing the two, which is like my life right now, because yeah. I'm still like, I feel like foot in both worlds, not fully in both um and i'm not sure what your experience is like with that and if you're having similar i don't know experiences i'm solidly youtube okay okay um, <laughs> for now anyways maybe yeah. i do have ambitions i feel like every youtuber to a degree has ambitions to What's your ambition? take it. i don't know i think i haven't actually taken any steps towards this so this is just like a pipe dream kind of thing but i do think it would be cool to to make more documentary style um, films, whether it's about some of the cases that I'm covering on my channel now, some of these like mystery cases or mm. whether it's your typical free solo kind of, you know, outdoor recreation, more um, documentary. And my, my, one of my editors, uh, Luke, who's been a guest on the show a couple of times, he has similar ambitions as well. So we, we often daydream about this, but like cool. I said, no actual action. He's in the air force for another three years. So we got some time to, to figure it out. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and that's an incredible thing with the platform, right? It's like they're almost merging into the two. So yeah. whether you aspire for traditional but still post on YouTube, it's, yeah, it's where the audience is. And yeah, no, it's, ex it's exciting. And yeah, again, Definitely. we don't know. It, it might live on a, it might be distributed on a streaming platform. It might just be That'd YouTube. That'd be so cool. But just be YouTube isn't. It shouldn't just, like, the just shouldn't exist. It might be YouTube. No, no, I know I, I know what you're saying. That's so cool. So you're, you're you're a long ways ahead of me when it comes to this stuff. Um, so I actually, I'm excited to pick your brain about this a little bit. In one Great. Well, I might, might see you in Utah, right? Yeah, no, definitely. So I was actually going to ask what was next um, in terms of hiking, if you had any plans I yeah. guess Utah, but besides that, that's just going to be for like a night. But yeah, one um, night yeah. and flight. <laughs> Got to figure out yeah. my um, plans because it's a long way to go uh, for a yeah. night of hiking. Um, so I think right now, my yeah, my dream would be to hike the trail in Japan this year, um, probably in the later stages. But it's kind of figuring out my timing uh, because I have some other projects I'm working on that are 
non-hiking related, if you can believe. Um, <laughs> and so it's kind of like, okay, how do I work these two together? Because I feel like hiking and through hiking is very much, yeah, a part of my life and who I am. So, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, that's something mm. I think that every through hiker struggles with is how to how to balance regular life and um, and you know obligations off trail with mm. taking the large amount of time required to through hike. So I'm yeah. sure you'll figure it out. Everybody always figures it out. And um, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for giving me your time. And, Thanks for um, having me. It's been yeah. Fun. No, we'll have to we'll have to do another one. And I sure I sure hope you make the the trip to uh, Utah so we can hang out and Make see everybody time. else too. Mm -hmm. um, people will know what we're talking about in a couple of months here. Um, it's, okay. it's nothing like crazy. It's just like, a, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, for, I'm sure most people listening and watching have seen your stuff already, but in, in case they haven't, where can people go uh, watch your videos and follow you and all that uh, social media stuff? Yeah. Um, I post sporadically on YouTube under my name, Eleanor Osborne, and then my Instagram is the same, except minus the O. For some reason, I did, did that, so it's <laughs> Eleanor Osborne on Instagram. I think I have a TikTok, but I do not use it. Uh, I cannot <laughs> cannot put my brain into that app and let it melt. Um, although I know that it's also very good, right? Um, yeah, I spent a lot more time watching it. I downloaded it so that I could post on it and... Now I spend way more time watching it than I do posting. So you're, you're making a learning good... a lot. No, no, I'm not. It's you're at you're at you're spot on. Like you, okay. you're making the right choice. Okay. Fuck TikTok. <laughs> great, 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 great. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Um, not yet. But okay. there's a project coming one day, one day soon. It'll okay, be cool. dropped, and hopefully your mind will be blown. But we will awesome. see. I will uh, be keeping my eyes peeled. I'm sure everybody else will too. So thank you. That's going to do it, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening, for watching, and um, I will see you next week. Yes. Woohoo! Woo! All right. Woo!